A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Wisconsin Soybean Association marks a significant milestone as it celebrates 50 years of growth, innovation, and dedication to Wisconsin soybean growers. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. And Tony Melanthin, a farmer from Ogalley, Wisconsin, and director on the United Soybean Board, says membership is growing and more farmers are actively promoting soybeans. Those types of things haven't been happening for a long time. He explains more about trends he's seen over these 50 years and what's ahead for the next 50. And those include a project of remodeling a house with all soybean-based products, and some successes with checkoff dollars. 50 years is quite an accomplishment. Um, In the past, I served as president for three years of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. So seeing the association grow into what it's become today um, has been a little extra special to me. Um, We've really transformed from the beginning days of pretty much just having a corner in someone's room to now having staff and really uh, transitioning to the next level to bring more value to the Wisconsin soybean grower. What trends have you seen over the years in the way that the markets have changed or just relationships that you guys have created or anything like that? I would say interconnectedness. We are way more interconnected both as growers, but also globally to our customers, our end users. And then another trend that we see a lot is that we have you know a lot more consumer-facing issues, a lot more consumer demands from the consumer on, on how we produce and how we take care of our land, our soil, and our water. And speaking of that, how has the soybeans themselves, in a sense, and how you are cultivating them and harvesting them changed in the past? And now where do you see it even moving forward, things that you guys have to be paying attention to? Right. Soybeans are such a special crop because you have your general commodity soybeans, which are used for the feed and oil that most people know about. You have the identity preserved soybeans, which are used for your food grade products. And then you also have high oleic soybeans, which the high oleic oil is highly sought after for a multitude of uses. What are the next steps for the next 50 years or goals ahead or things that you guys are going to be working on? Right. So what's next is to continue investment in finding value for the U.S. soybean farmer. And that means many, many things at the policy level, just uh, working with our legislators to promote policy that you know, sometimes just oppose burdensome policy, but really to promote policy that promotes U.S. soy. And on a side note, you and your wife have some exciting things coming up, actually. Tell me a little bit about this. Yes, so my wife and I, we are expecting our uh, third child in April, and so very shortly we are going to be remodeling uh, three bedrooms, one for each of our kids. And we are going to be remodeling with all soy-based products, uh, whether that be the paints, the uh, finishings, rugs, you name it. Um, They will all be soy-based products. Why are you wanting to have it all soy-based? So as a farmer, and even before as a farmer, just uh, growing up on a farm and knowing that agriculture was a road I wanted to go, I always felt very strongly about using our products. At first, my mind always went to biofuels, whether that was biodiesel, renewable diesel, ethanol. But once you get into the soy world, you realize soy is in so many things. And just how great and universal soy is 
and it just it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart um through being you know it's been almost 10 years since i've been a part of the soy family uh starting as a young leader and i guess it just it means a lot to me are these products easy to find yeah uh it hasn't been too bad uh they're easier to find uh when you start knowing what to look for and that that is the hard part once you know what to look for i'll use an example it's not a part of the remodel but uh sketcher shoes the the rubber that they use in their shoes if it says Goodyear on on the sole it's soy based oil instead of petroleum for the rubber Goodyear's doing the same thing with tires and so uh, you don't always see the U.S. soy trademark hopefully we can change that um but once you know what what uh to look for it it's easier than you think it's soy is everywhere and then is there anything else you want to add about what you guys are doing with checkoff dollars anything like that that we should be paying attention to Right. So I, I need to preface this. I'm going to talk about checkoff. Checkoff has zero policy influence. None of our uh, dollars go to policy work. Um, but I do uh, am a director on the United Soybean Board. And so that's the national checkoff organization. And uh, we invest farmer dollars to new uses, promotion, more demand, uh, better seed growing, uh, any type of technology to help farmers succeed. We return roughly $12 for every $1 invested, so a very good rate of return. And then one further, I'm on a committee called uh, World Initiative for Soy and Human Health, and uh, that is uh, export. It's a market creation program for U.S. soy. Go Finding markets that do not currently have U.S. soy and creating that market. And it uses checkoff funding, but they do a wonderful job of leveraging that checkoff funding into more international trade promotion uh, funding from the U.S. government, the USDA. And the last figure I know is it's roughly 20 to 1. For every one checkoff dollar invested in there, we get $20 from the USDA to invest in international development. Speaking of that international level, can you talk about maybe some of the existing trade partners or new trade partners you guys are trying to work with to improve United States soybeans for everywhere else? Right. I would say globally, uh, we are around the globe. So our existing partners, we are looking to strengthen those relationships. Uh, and then we're we're seeking countries that we project will have a huge, huge maybe a bold term, but uh, an increasing demand for soy and make sure we get the foot in the door. One that I had a chance to travel to uh, six, seven months ago is Nigeria, where they're set up as a country is very similar to China 30 years ago. Um, not to say that will be the next Chinese market because China is probably an anomaly both for their population growth, their income growth, and their preference for soy. But bottom line is there's uh, nutrition issues there. They are going to demand more new protein as they develop as a country. And I believe right now they're top five, maybe number four for population in the world. So it is a large, large uh, potential customer. And how has the issues on the Red Sea, the Panama Canal, water levels, or any other geopolitical factors been impacting that and the movement of you guys even being able to create those relationships? With every challenge comes opportunity, right? So uh, they have created uh, challenges, um, and some can be mitigated, but really they've created opportunity for us to to show how good we are 
logistically. I'm sure um, some things may need to take a different route, but if the Mississippi River water levels are low, we have the Pacific Northwest, we have the St. Lawrence Seaway, we have a little bit off the East Coast. Um, we have more than one way to transport our soy, and I think that should be something that our customers can be rest assured about. And what are you doing to help educate our international partners that our farmers are sustainable, that is important to them when it comes to growing our soybeans and then exporting it to them? The biggest way we're doing it is going over there as farmers and talking to them face to face. That's why farmer engagement is so vital. Yes, we can have organizations uh, like USAC, which is great, but their staff can only do so much. If you don't have the farmer face in there, the buy-in from customers, the trust from customers isn't as great. So it's really, I'm trying to stress the point that it's it's vitally important to get involved in your organizations, whether whether you want to do an association or a checkoff, but you farmers need to be the face of their product. That is key. That was Tony Melanthin, farmer from O'Galley, Wisconsin, and director on the United Soybean Board. He added that U.S. soy is starting to be recognized as a strategic partner by the government. This is to help combat and prevent global conflicts. He's excited to see what opportunities will come with this for our Wisconsin farmers. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.